As an R&D company, we have budgets set aside within our, our rates that allow for funding for these independent research and development projects. So I think that's one of the coolest selling points for engineers and scientists that want to work at Patel. And we grant funding incrementally up to, up to certain levels as the project starts to mature. And we even assist that engineer or scientist with obtaining patents on the intellectual property that's developed throughout that project. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Happy New Year. My fabulous co-host Rachel and I are toasting you, our lovely listeners. Thanks for taking time to learn about cleared facilities employers in the security cleared community with us. Yes, Kathleen, we've got a lot of crazy times ahead of us this year with tons of new guests for your listening pleasure. Here's to a fantastic 2023 in podcast land and beyond. Cheers. So today we're talking with John McCracken, Director of Talent Acquisition for Patel. But John has also been a longtime ClearedJobs.net customer. I have just been so excited about talking with you today. So John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks, Rachel. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, John, your reputation precedes you. We've heard wonderful things. I've seen your resume, seen all of the great things that you've been able to accomplish. But unfortunately, maybe you haven't seen all of those things because we've heard you refer to yourself as the least smartest person at Patel. So <laughs> how in the world did we land there? And how did you land at Patel? Patel came to me basically is a surprise. I wasn't actively looking for another employer. I was pretty happy where I was. But um, when I was approached by an outside firm about this, uh, about the company and the role, it was really intriguing because it wasn't your everyday kind of defense contractor and the sort of uh, challenges that they had. I also felt like I was, I was able to address. So I, I felt like it was a new, unique opportunity I mean, obviously, you know, a couple of unique things. They're based in Columbus, Ohio, predominantly, and they're a not-for-profit. Um, but really, the type of work they do in, in research and development and creating innovations for the government and not necessarily like a, a services-type integrator like I've worked with before, it, it felt like a really unique opportunity where I, I could learn a lot. And the tongue-in-cheek joke about being the least smartest person in the room is really just a compliment to the, you know, scientists and engineers and the immense talent of people that I'm surrounded with at Patel. Well, perfect. We wanted to make sure you knew your value. (laughs) (laughs) So you're working in the national security area, which is one of Patel's five focus markets. What's your elevator pitch that explains for cleared job seekers who Patel is and what you do? So, you know, again, we're not your everyday government contractor around the the beltway here is kind of how I would start off. And um, we are the largest independently operated not-for-profit research and development company, full stop. So we're not just, you know, working to increase shareholder prices or make a buck for private equity owners. We're known for 
having a profit for a purpose. And, and I can go into a little bit more about that, but we're well known for our, our work in the national laboratory system where Battelle operates nine of the 18 national laboratories. And on our contract research side of the house, also known as applied science and technology, which is where I most directly support the talent acquisition needs of the business. We offer those same sort of capabilities from, you know, the lab systems, but to the DOD, the intelligence community and and other federal civilian agencies. So biology, chemistry, advanced materials, all sorts of engineering. That's, that's what we do. And, and back to that profit for a purpose of what kind of makes us different. We give back our profits into STEM education for underprivileged children. We actually run some STEM focused high schools in the local Columbus, Ohio community and give back to other philanthropic causes where we live and work. So I guess in short, you know, it feels good to work for a company that's focused on, you know, the science and innovation that that we can create for our societal benefit and giving back to charitable causes. It's just, you know, a mission I'm very proud to be a part of. That's incredible and and just so refreshing and great way to give back. So we would love to hear a little bit more about, in particular, in the national security area, what are the tops of cleared positions that you're hiring for? In the national security area, cybersecurity from RF engineers to vulnerability researchers, reverse engineers, network engineers, that um, as well as some software engineers too. All sorts of cleared engineers uh, from chemical, electrical, mechanical, etc. to uh, data scientists as well in various parts of the national security arena for various customers, but as well as other types of scientists too, like, like physicists, for, for example. Those are at large kind of the, the types of positions we're recruiting for. So you know the next question. You know it's coming. Where are they located? All over, um, aside from our national laboratory system, where we have positions based in national labs throughout the United States, we have lab facilities in Columbus, Ohio, as well as nearby Dayton, Ohio, by you know Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. So we have a very large presence there. Uh, our next largest presence is probably in the Northern Virginia area. So we have positions in Chantilly as well as uh, down in Charlottesville, Virginia, supporting uh, NGIC as well as other customers. Uh, we also have labs in uh, Norwell, Massachusetts, um, outside of Boston. Huntsville, Alabama is another place that comes to mind. So whether you want to stay on the East Coast or you're looking at opportunities on the Midwest or across the United States in the lab systems, Battelle has something for everybody. It's really great because we've been having so many fabulous conversations over the last few weeks with different customers. And people always think that if you're going to be doing cleared career, that you have to stay in the Washington, D.C. area. But we've had all of these conversations that say, no, you can be in Columbus, Ohio. You can be in Michigan. You can right. be in Vermont. You can be in a variety of places. So I think that's absolutely awesome. You know, you have all of these positions that you're focusing on. Can you say there's one that's your greatest cleared hiring need? It's uh, it's certainly hard to say or narrow it down to just one, but if I had to, I think our, our, certainly our biggest growth area over the last couple of years has actually been in our um, cybersecurity business line. So we have a broad spectrum of you know cyber and scientific ex- expertise that we're hiring for in world class facilities um, in Columbus, Ohio, as well as well as in the Northern Virginia area. 
And it's all about kind of the hardware side of things and understanding and encountering offensive attacks. So it's very niche sort of cyber, you know, cyber can be a very large, broad term, if you will, but it's, it's very niche sort of vulnerability researchers, reverse engineer type folks that we're looking for. But we have all sorts of cyber roles across the domain, as, you know, aside from those kind of niche roles that are, you know, our biggest priorities. We also are hiring all sorts of network and system engineers as, as, as well as software developers in that cyber group as well. Awesome. And I love how you frame that Battelle is not your everyday defense contractor. So what I would love, if you don't mind sharing with our listeners, is what type of candidate or what type of person would do really, really well at Battelle? Yeah, great question. I would go back to my comment about people that want to contribute to a profit that's for a purpose. Uh, You know, Battelle has great compensation and total rewards packages across the business. uh, But you know, I, I joke with, with candidates in my pitch, if, if you want to make a ton of money, there's a lot of options out there in the private sector to consider, um, as well as on the commercial side too, outside of the cleared space. But Battelle is a place where you can really make a difference and you're focused on the science and the innovation of creating. And you can't really say that about um, a lot of employers in the marketplace. So, you know, in addition to that, people that want to work collaboratively, create you know, the next new technology or innovation that's maybe five to 10 years ahead of what other industry competitors are, are focused on the right now or the next one to two years. Like we're focused on campaigns that are five to 10 years out that really sustain Patel as a business. And, and lastly, if you value diversity, equity, and inclusion, that's a huge part of Patel's culture. Sounds like you have some really interesting research and development projects. So, also, I was given some heads up that you have a really cool program that allows your engineers and scientists to develop research and development projects, make a business case for the project, and then you fund the research. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, as an R&D company, we have budgets set aside within our, our rates that allow for Funding for these independent research and development projects, IRAD, as, uh, as you, as you mentioned. So I think that's one of the coolest selling points for engineers and scientists that want to work at Patel. We're focused on providing innovations that our customers haven't thought about and, and pitching it to them and selling it to them. So it's in the company's best interest to allow our engineers and scientists the ability to work on multiple projects and, and innovate across the enterprise at different points in their career at Patel. So one such avenue we do that through is, um, you know, through our IRAD budgets, which are governed by uh, a science and technology advisory council that we have here at Patel. So they help cultivate that innovation pipeline and, and enable our scientists and engineers to develop their own projects with IRAD funding. And to your point, you know, if they, they come forward with an idea, they pitch it and it makes, we make sure it's aligned to our mission. And we grant funding incrementally up to, up to certain levels as the project starts to mature. And we even assist that engineer or scientist with obtaining patents on the intellectual property that's developed throughout that project. So incrementally, you know, as the project gains, uh, maturity, you know, it can gain more funding. And, you know, when that eventually develops into, you know, a major business line within the company and, and there's future royalties from that technology that's, uh, that's developed. The, the engineer or scientist will actually, you know, share in that. 
So there's a lot uh, of kind of vested interests that our engineers and scientists have, you know, not just not just personally for um, patents and intellectual property that they can they can create here under under an incubator within Battelle, but they also just have the ability to create and innovate here that you can't say you get at any other employer or any other defense contractor to to your earlier point. You know, in a lot of jobs you're hired to do one particular project and that's where you're stovepiped. And that's just not the case at Patel. We encourage like a matrix organization, you know, even on the project level. And we have three major lines of businesses now that are multi-million dollar businesses that started as IRAD projects that are major parts of our contract research group. Oh, that's so cool. So John, we know you are full of fantastic advice, whether it's how to survive in the wilderness, coming from your Eagle Scout days, or (laughs) for our uh, cleared seekers out there in podcast land, they would probably love to hear about some of your top tips for job searches. My advice for job seekers in the cleared space in particular, I guess, would be to really understand everything you can about your clearance. Like we're not all experts on security clearances and eligibilities and access, but as you're entering the market and exploring other opportunities, try to gain a good insight into, okay, how long is my clearance eligible for? How much time do I have on it before I need to be reinvestigated? How long do I have for somebody to take sponsorship of that before I have to be reinvestigated? Or if, you know, if you're an SEI level, you know, how long do I have to be read in again? Um, and it might differ between agency to agency. And if you're not sure, ask around or talk to friends. Um, even, you know, ask, ask advice of people in the, you know, facility security officer world. If you, if you know anybody or, or can talk to your, your security officer about that. Um, but keeping your clearance active in, in this market and in the government uh, contracting space is, is key. And I would also encourage you to make sure you clearly state that on your resume that, you, you know, what clearance level you have, assuming there's not, you know, special compartments that obviously you, you shouldn't be mentioning, but make sure to, you know, loudly and proudly state that you have an active security clearance on your, on your resume. And I'm glad you were talking about security clearance because before you were a recruiter, you were a facility security officer. That's right, yeah. So things have changed a bit over the past decade. Is there anything that you want to add as a security clearance-related tip to our cleared job seekers? Yeah, it's certainly been a while. I feel like perhaps a lot has changed and I'm no longer the subject matter expert, but I know, I guess I know enough to be dangerous. But it's certainly been helpful experience in retrospect to have started as an FSO and then transition into a recruiter because I can quickly advise candidates in conversation about their security clearance. And I can also try to coach my my recruiters so that they're a little bit more knowledgeable about the process. Confer with your your FSO. Like there's there's a lot that, you know, at face value you may not understand and and your FSO may only give you kind of surface level answers about the clearance process. Um, but if you really dig in and ask, you know, specific questions around, okay, how long is my clearance eligible for? Will it transfer to certain agencies? How does this work? You know, I, I think you can you can learn a lot. And so just in just that engagement and asking questions of your facility security officer. By the way, whether you're, you know, a candidate or a recruiter, you know, just having that good relationship with them and, and uh, you know, pulling out details and, and clarification, I think, can go a long way. 
So John, we hope you'll indulge us just a little bit and let us take a little sneak peek behind the curtain over there. What does the hiring process timeline look like when it comes to clear job seekers? That's been a major focus of mine since I joined Battelle a little over six months ago is trying to streamline the hiring process. And in some cases, I think prior to the pandemic, we we probably over-engineered the hiring process, if you will. And there were several steps, probably extra steps in the, you know, interview and vetting process that I've, I've really worked to try to streamline because obviously, you know, it's still a very hot job market and, and we can't afford to, to belabor the process too long. So, you know, in a perfect world, how it should work now is, you know, you would get an initial kind of outreach from a recruiter if you applied to the role and you were qualified for it to have an initial screening conversation to validate you meet the qualifications, verify your security clearance, and as well as share more with you about the role and answer any questions or concerns you might have. And then at that point, there probably is going to be a first level technical interview between you and another you know, subject matter expert in that space that you're, you're applying into. And then a second level interview, um, in some cases with a, with a division manager for that group. And then ideally an offer after that. So the process can really move as fast as the job seeker is motivated to move once you're in the interview process and, and also assuming the stars aligned. It's a position that's immediately funded and, you know, you meet all the qualifications and have the right clearance accesses and such. So. You know, all in all, in best case scenario, maybe that can all happen in three to four week time period or 60 days at, at the longest, but really trying to make it more like a, a four to six week sort of process. That's great, because I know that a lot of job seekers are frustrated with the process, and it's very helpful to explain to um, our listeners exactly what your timeline is. And, you know, it just, yeah. it sets expectations, because I can't tell you how many times I've done a transition class or a, a class at one of the agencies to explain to people who are going out into the community, and I say, it's it's very different out there. There are many different levels to your interview yeah. process. So, and by the way, I would encourage uh, candidates to ask that up front if it's not already made clear to you during the conversation. And the recruiter should be perfectly willing to to share with you exactly what to expect in the process. Great advice. So, John. I love your LinkedIn profile. I think you have one of the best written LinkedIn profiles, and I hope everyone follows that. I know that's one way to get in touch with you, but how else may our listeners get in touch with you? Well, thank you very much. That's uh, that's nice to hear. Um, well, LinkedIn is definitely a great way to stay in touch with me. Additionally, you can email me, just McCracken, M-C-C-R-A-C-K-E-N, J for John and then at Battelle.org. So whether it's LinkedIn or you'd like to shoot me an email, either is a good way to communicate with me. John, thank you so much for spending a little time with us this today and just sharing some of your wisdom and sharing so much about Battelle. Really appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Battelle is such an interesting organization. I always see 
the advertisements for Battelle, but I never really quite knew what they were about. And I am so glad that John shared with us, uh, you know, that they're science and R&D. But I really loved it when he said it was profit for a purpose and really shared all the ways that they give back. Rachel, what did you enjoy about today's discussion? Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. I just loved how it was about profit for a purpose. And it's like we know each other, Kathleen. I, I feel like we're we're drinking from the same Kool-Aid here. But no, I just absolutely loved the profit for purpose and, and really what they do with those profits, giving it back to the community, investing in STEM education, um, and just making sure that they're preparing the future for others to come into Patel and other organizations, um, Best Prime, to do amazing things. So it was great. Appreciated all of John's insights, his knowledge, and for putting up with the two of us. So friends, that brings us, I know sadly, to a close of another podcast. It has been our pleasure to share a little bit more with you about Battelle, and we hope that you will now get out there and rate, review, and subscribe to our show. So with that, friends, bye-bye from the bayous. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>